Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. That is Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of professional wrestling, MMA, and combat sports in general. I am Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Wow, if you are a combat sports fan, this past week was something. Man, was this something. Just, I mean, just MMA-wise is is just over the moon. But you factor in, uh, you know, some of the stuff on from AEW and, and uh, the New Japan, the, the finals of the Cup, and it was just, just a great week. Just a great week. We're going to get into before we get into that, I have to remind you guys, because if I don't do it now, I will probably forget later. I have been prone to do that. If you would like to leave a question, comment, suggestion, or follow the show wherever you find a podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We definitely appreciate it. On all those places, you can leave us a question, comment, suggestion, uh, Amazon gift card, just kidding. Uh, any, any of that stuff. At Team Impact Media. We'll find all of our show links on Twitter at the Impact Ninety Nine on Twitter, TikTok, Triller, Instagram, all those fun places. We'll find my personal page, which will also have the show links, plus uh, any kind of random, you know, like uh, live tweet the PFL when I can. Uh, we, we also cover rugby and football and all kinds of other fun stuff. Go check all that out if you are so inclined. Uh, at, let's see, what is it? No, 3endzone at gmail.com. You can email straight to the show. I think we're just going to keep that email. We've, we've had it for a while. It was just for the football show for a while, but if you want to find us, that's one way too. Or, hey, I'm even on LinkedIn, Facebook. Just look me up. Impact Media, all that. See, I'm sure you'll find us. Welcome in. And without further ado, let's start with the Professional Fighters Fighting League, PFL. Right. Let's start with the PFL. And as I say, we uh, let's let's start with the main event. On this show, we're gonna start the main event. We're gonna work our way down. I'm gonna mention all the fights that happened. Probably just gonna talk about a couple of them. Uh, of course, the main event was Bruno Capeloza versus Stuart Austin. Uh, it was another case of this was a, a pretty good fight. Bruno was ahead. And then uh, he dropped Stuart Austin towards the end of the first round, and then it was done. Uh, Bruno, right around, 
uh, about 30 seconds left or so in the first round. I think he remembered he had dinner reservations because uh, all of a sudden there was some urgency and uh, it was over. Now, Stuart Austin, he, he, he was doing pretty well. He was hanging in there. He wasn't really getting dominated. He was losing it on the scorecard. But, you know, it was probably going to be a 10-9 round, something like that. Well, definitely wasn't a 10-8, and uh, he, he got caught. And Bruno caught him, dropped him. Great main event. Great main event. As I said on Twitter, you save, you save those through the main event for a reason. As good as the fighting was, uh, you save the main event because it had the biggest hype. And uh, these two weren't going to disappoint. I give him that. Even though it ended in the first round, great main event. Now, let's go to the co-main event. We had Lance Palmer against Chris Wade. This was just another incredible battle. This one goes all the way to decision, where Chris Wade wins the decision. That's about right. It was probably 60-40 as far as the uh, the overall output. And uh, none personal. Lance Palmer didn't, didn't seem to be... That, I mean, he was upset he didn't win. He, he didn't, you know, didn't feel like the judges got it wrong or something like that. Uh, but I, I stick to the Dana White thing. Even though this is the PFL, Dana White famously said, if you, if you don't, if you don't solve it in the rounds you're supposed, you know, that you're allotted, whether it's three or five, if you let this go to the judges, then you take all the power out of your hands and put it in theirs. And uh, it is what it is at that point. But, like I said, uh, Palmer didn't really protest much. He, he just accepted it, which was uh, the right thing to do. But uh, Chris Wade wins that one, and uh, it's it's, uh, it's, it's going to jumble up the, uh, the standings pretty here, you know, here pretty soon. Uh, third biggest fight, or third fight of the night. As we're going from top down, of course. Brendan Lownane over uh, Ryoji Kudo. Now, uh, this one was a little weird. It was a... Let me try to get the exact... It was a, a technical... How did they word that? I had that somewhere. We get it pulled up. It was um, it was weird. We'll just put it that way. It, it was uh, extremely weird. We get it pulled up. Okay, there it is. Uh, a technical decision. Now, it was three minutes into uh, round number three. And uh, it was, uh, was it a legal strike or an eye poke? It was something where the referee had to call for the call for the end of the fight, which was the correct thing to do. After calling for the, uh, the end of the fight, 
he couldn't declare a winner. He let it go to the judges. The judges determined that Lau Nain had did more than Kudo. That was the right choice. But, uh, you know, another weird ending. And, uh, you know, a lot of these have been happening lately where... Where uh, accidental illegal blows, whether they be to uh, the down blows or eye pokes or uh, uh, head clashes, you know, there was uh, there was a lot of that. Where uh, people were getting warned. These two learn, though, and, and it goes to the technical decision. So, Laonane gets the, the win for that, and uh, Ryoji will rebound and see what he does in his next fight. Uh, Renan Ferreira got the TK or got the KO win over Jamel Jones. Uh, Twenty-five seconds in, yeah, you know I said that his, his fellow countrymen—they're both from Brazil—Bruno uh, Capeloza. He remembered he had dinner reservations. Well, apparently uh, Renan Ferreira must have left the oven off. Uh, Twenty-five seconds in, I barely broke a sweat. He he caught Jones with a strike and you know wrap this one up there was a lot of KOs on this card which was spectacular it's kind of what happens when you get the bigger boys in there uh, Dennis Goldsolver the KO win over Cody Goodell that was in round number one as well this this card was smoking fast a couple times they uh, it looked like they were kind of scrambling for filler because you know the next fight wasn't queued up yet but uh, Dennis Goldsolver with a big win there in the first round. Uh, Anti Delia or the Delija with the KO win over uh, Matthias Scheifel. This was uh, just in round number two, but once again, they just if you you don't have to go the full time. Some people think that, that you're supposed to have to go the full time. Well, you don't. Uh, if if you want to get out of there early in round number one and not take a lot of damage, hey. Go for it. Go get in there in round number two. It's fine. If, if you get a chance to end the fight, you probably should. Because if not, the other guy's thinking the same thing. But uh, Ante with a, a big win. Uh, Bubba Jenkins with the decision win, unanimous decision win over Kyle Boxniak. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, man, he, he's fun. Not just because his name is Bubba. Dude to fight. Kyle could fight too. This was this was a, a pretty good fight, but Bubba Jenkins just he was doing a lot more and being more effective. So he gets the win. Yeah, Clitson Abreu with the unanimous decision win over Adam Koresh. Uh, Shaman Moraes with the unanimous decision win over Boston uh, Salmon. And in the uh, the opening fight, which was actually pretty good as well. Alejandro Flores gets the unanimous decision win over Saba uh, Balea. Or is it Balahi? I, I heard so many different ways to say that. I, I, I'll just say Saba. Good fighter. That leads us to this week's PFL, which is actually on May the 6th, which in case people don't know, two days from now, that would be Friday. And no, I was not buying time till I could look at the calendar, even though I was looking, staring at the calendar as I said it. 
this one is is on. There's going to be a little more continuity with the uh, weeks four, five, and six that are going to be right here in the big ATL. Those will all be on Fridays, I believe. Uh, let's talk about the fights. There are 11 fights, and they are on ESPN Plus or ESPN Two. It looks like. Yeah, UFC is on. I think they're on ESPN Saturday. The prelims. But anyway, the eleven matchups for the PFL. Here are the ESPN. They're all on ESPN Plus, but the top five are also on ESPN two. Uh, let's start at the bottom. I know we when we review them, we uh, you know what? Let's start at the top. We always start at the top here. We're gonna get undefeated Kayla Harrison. In the women's lightweight main event versus Marina Mark Nikita. Uh, Marina, I wish you the best. Kayla is going to look to dominate again, and uh, there's no telling what kind of betting favorite she is, but you should take it. Unless it's ridiculous. If it's like minus 1,300, then just find a different parlay. Uh, the co-main event, you're going to get in the welterweight division, you're going to get Ray Cooper the third versus Carlos Leal. Ray Cooper the third, defending champion, I believe. Rumors had it he could be bolting for UFC or, or Bellator, and it said Ray Cooper resigned. He's, uh, he didn't really hold out much. He said, no, nah, I'm coming back here. But uh, you got to think he's the favorite over Carlos Leal. And looking to get to a good start. Remember, you only get two fights to accumulate as many points as you can. And then it's over. You know, then uh, top four make the playoffs. you got to win two fights to win the championship. In the co-co-main event, in the lightweight division of the men, Anthony Pettis. Remember that guy? Anthony Pettis is going to go against Miles Price. It's a lot more evenly matched than you think it would be. I would think Pettis is still probably the slight favorite. Um, I'm going to try. I got, uh, uh, I'll just say it. I got a good friend who is graduating from Georgia Tech on Friday. If I get, if I get to a TV in enough time, if I get back in time, I plan to retweet, or not retweet, to tweet, live tweet the PFL as I have been doing. That uh, that that is my goal. If I make it to a TV in time to see it, or to a computer or my phone, I will do my best to live tweet it. Uh, fourth fight in the welterweight division: Rory McDonald going to take on Brett Cooper. A lot of people, uh, Rory is probably the slight favorite because of name recognition. Uh, Brett Cooper has actually had. Let's see, Rory's had 31 fights. There's 43 fights for Brett Cooper. So this is a, a veteran battle. I actually favor Brett Cooper because of the experience a little bit, but uh, Rory's no slouch. And the last of the main card that is on ESPN2 in the women's lightweight division Larissa Pacheco is going to take on Zamzagul, Zamzagul rather, Faye Zelanova. Uh, Zamzagul, Faye Zel Zelanova. 
is uh, the slight favorite. She is seven and one. Uh, Larissa Pacheco is fifteen and four. Then we get in the welterweight division. We get uh, Jao Zeferino who's going to take on Magomed Magomed Karamov. Yep, the Russian is uh, highly favored in that. Even though they uh, they're pretty even on their records. You got twenty eight and six versus twenty six and nine. Women's lightweight action again. We're going to get Jenna Fabian versus Julia Budd. I'll be honest, Jenna is probably the best shot at somebody beating Kayla this year. But uh, you never know. Maybe Julia wins this and uses that momentum. But Jenna also hasn't fought a whole lot, so we'll see how that goes. Sadabu Sai and Nikolai Alexikin are going to fight in the welterweight division in match number eight. These are all on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Gleason Tibau and Jara Al-Salawi in the welterweight division. Uh, in the women's lightweight, we're going to get Abigail Montez and Olena Kalinsnik. Montez still undefeated at 3-0-0. And uh, in the opening fight... It's going to be Vanessa Mello versus Martina Jindrova. It's a stacked card, guys. If you guys knew that or not, that's a, that's a stacked card. I'm not just saying it. BFL, they, they, are, they are bringing it. They already had a pretty good solid base of talent. They have, uh, of course, people, some people have moved on. And they have been able to bring in some other big, not just big names, but big fighters. And the development of their female division, I think, is is uh, really what's what's helping them a lot. There's some other big time people that are that are making names for themselves, but I, I think uh, it helps to have Kayla Harrison. It helps to have uh, the development going on uh, in female fighting. Let's go UFC Fight Night. Rob Font versus Marlon Vera. I'm going to start right there. Cheeto Vera. What did I say last week? What did I say, guys? I said, Rob Font's a great fighter, and there's a good chance he wins this. But every time I go against Cheeto Vera, I get burned. So I'm going to say, I'm going to quit discounting Cheeto Vera, and I'm saying Cheeto's going to win. He did. Unanimous decision. I uh, thought some of the numbers were a little weird. But, uh, you know, hey, Rob Font did well. But here's some of the criteria. It's it's weird that the UFC or MMA criteria is a lot like BattleBots. It is number of significant strikes. What Cheeto was doing to, to Rob was a lot more devastating than what Rob was doing to Cheeto. You could look at Rob's face and it looked like he tried to run face first into a uh, air-conditioned vent or something. It, it was... Uh, he was pretty busted up. Uh, it was also about about, about a two-to-one, I believe, on strikes. Cheeto did more damage. He had more significant strikes. He controlled more of the action. Yeah, Rob had some, uh, some uh, groundwork and some other stuff. Rob didn't get ran out of the gym here. It's like, no, no, no. It's, you know... 60-40, 65-35, somewhere around in there. About it, it, Cheeto, though, gets the big win in the Bantamweight division. you you got to think Cheeto has is, is got to be somewhere near the top, what, five, six, seven, eight now 
something like that. Uh, from what he said on Bisping's show, I would say he is looking for a top four opponent. He thinks he should be ranked about fifth. He was top four opponent. In the co-main event, the ageless wonder Andre Arlovsky gets the split decision win over Jake Collier. Look, Jake looked a little miffed. He looked miffed that um, they didn't win this. Jake, I'll explain to you this one. I say you took round one. Andre kind of came alive in round two. Definitely had that. Round three could have been either either direction. Uh, I sided with Andre because he threw more punches that seemed like they did more. His strikes were a little better. And uh, once again, the damage factor. You looked more damaged than he did. And it's a visual sport. And uh, I, I think it helps. And a lot of people said, oh, it's just because it's Arlovsky that they uh, hand him that win. Uh, no, not how it works. Because if they were to do something like that, then the at this point, Las Vegas Commission Board can uh, get rid of those officials. They can stop doing UFC events. They can stop allowing them to happen in the state. There's stuff they can do if they think something uh, slight is in there. Uh, I think in this case, let's go 55-45. Orlovsky controlled enough to get the decision win, but it was split decision. So, you know, judges kind of saw it both back and forth, too. Joe Anderson Brito with the big KO of Andre Philly. 41 seconds into round number one. Bing, bang, boom. He had the same dinner reservations as the uh, PFL guy, apparently. Uh Good way to just get it in and out and be done with it. Grant Dawson gets a submission win over Jared Gordon. That was a solid fight. Darren Elkins gets unanimous decision over Tristan Connolly. Christoph Jocko gets uh, things rolling again with a unanimous decision win over Gerald Mearshart. Missed that pick. I'll tell you right now. Missed that pick. I thought Gerald had a shot there. Uh, somebody who didn't have a shot was Chase Sherman, who got submitted by Alexander Romanov two minutes and 11 seconds into the fight. Uh, Romanov is 16-0. and 0. He's, I don't know where he's at in the rankings. I think he's just into the top 15 now because he did so much work before he got here. He hasn't been here that long because if, if all 16 wins were in the UFC and you still were in, barely in the top 15, then something's wrong. But uh, if you're Romanov, you got to be eyeing, uh, if you are in the 15, you got to be eyeing somewhere 10 through 15. And uh, this guy's pretty scary. He's pretty scary. That's Chase Sherman, who who came in. He's a strong fighter. I, I like Chase. He uh, just couldn't do much with Alexander. Uh, in a battle of Brazil, Francisco Figueiredo got the submission win a minute and 18 seconds in on Daniel De Silva. Uh, sometimes you just, you fall into the wrong situation and De Silva just didn't have much he could do about it. Gabe Green gets the KO on Johan Lenefs. Round number two, four minutes and two seconds in. Nathan Levy gets the unanimous decision win over Mike Breeden. And Gina Mazzani comes up a little short against Shayna Young. Shayna Young with the big KO. I mean, she caught Gina flat-footed, and uh, it was a heck of a, a, heck of a shot. 
Now, of course, what's coming up this weekend? May the 7th, that is this Saturday. Not sure why it's not on the calendar. It is UFC 274, Oliveira versus Gaethje. Or Gaethje, I think it's Gaethje. Charles Oliveira defends his lightweight title against Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. I got I got Charles Oliveira in this one. He's another one that every time I discount his ability, every time that uh, I pick the other guy, and he's a slight favorite in this, every time I pick the other guy, Charles just uh, makes me look bad. Well, I'm looking bad. I, I'm on Team Charles. I, I like Justin. That's a great fighter. Justin has a very good shot of winning this. I'll tell you, the odds are minus 170 for Oliveira, plus 145 for Justin Gaethje. That's pretty close to a 50-50 split. They give the slight advantage to Oliveira. I think that's who's going to win. Which reminds me, I need to go on here and make my picks. Uh, in the co-main event, women's straw weight division, we get the rematch. We get Rose Namajunas defending her title against Carla Esparza. And Rose is kind of on a revenge tour where she's trying to avenge a lot of losses she's had, but she's also the champ. So it's fun that a lot of the losses she's had are ranked somewhere near her. As she rifles through the division. I really like Rose. But I'm a big fan of Carla as well. This one is going to be very, very good. It could steal... It could very much steal the, the card. It, this could be fight of the night. Uh, so for the next one. But, um, gosh, for my money, I hate to do this to Rose. I, I would take Carla Esparza. Uh, she's plus 180, minus 220 for Rose. If it goes five rounds, you would think Rose would take it. Carla's got to end this one somewhere in the second or third to, uh, to have a real good chance, I think. But uh, I'll take Carla. Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Ferguson needs this. He needs to bounce back big time. Michael Chandler, kind of the same way. Since coming across from uh, Bellator, neither one have, have uh, really wowed anybody lately. But uh, Chandler's had, had a little bit better time. He is the minus 400 favorite, plus 310 for Tony Ferguson. Uh, it's nothing personal, Michael Chandler. I, I would like to see Tony Ferg uh, rebound and, and get back on it because I believe he's lost four or five in a row. And if he, he loses another one in a row, as big a name as he is, you you just got to think UFC may be looking elsewhere. Uh, I'll take Tony Ferg. Let's see. We get uh, Oven St. Preux. going to take on Mauricio Rua. Ua, actually. I'm going to take Mauricio over uh, St. Preux. Donald Cerrone is taking on Joe Lazon. Man, that's going to be a fun fight. That's going to be a fun fight. I will take the ageless wonder, Donald Cerrone, who is uh, in having this fight and potentially winning this fight, is going to stay one ahead of Arlovsky. There's another one in there, too. Jim Miller. Those three keep competing on who has the most fights. Who has the most wins in UFC? And uh, it's it's a testament that they've been around for as long as they have, and they are still doing it and doing it well. Uh, I'll take Cerrone. Randy Brown is uh, Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams. 
It's Chaos with a K. He is the slight favorite at minus 115. It is minus 105 for Randy Brown. That is as close to a pick 'em as you can get. I will take I will take Chaos Williams in that one. That one is on ESPN. I will let you guys know the ones that are supposed to be on ESPN uh, prelims. Francisco Trinaldo versus Danny Roberts in the welterweight division. Both of them are a minus one ten. This is this is a pick'em. This is literally Vegas has. It's not that they have no idea. Their idea is is that seriously any either one of these have a fair chance to beat the other. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Francisco Trinaldo. Also on ESPN. Macy Chazen is taking on Norma Dumont. Uh, Macy is uh, the underdog at plus 180, minus 220 for Norma Dumont. Ooh, this is a hard one to pick. I'm going to say take Macy. Take Macy as the side underdog. Brandon Roy Vall is taking on Matt Schnell, minus 260 versus plus 210. Yeah, take the favorite Brandon Royville. Um, Snell has a has a, a more than a fighter's chance in this, but uh, I think Royville is is uh, looking to to use this as a, a launching point to do bigger and better things. This is also on ESPN. Um, not on ESPN. Blagoy Ivanov could be Ivanov versus Marcos Rogero de Lima. Marcos is the slight favorite at minus 150, plus 125 for Blagoy. Ivanov, I think Marcos. Lima's been doing really good lately. This is heavyweight. These big boys are going to be throwing some hammers. I'm going to take Marcos. Andre Fialo is the big favorite versus Cameron Van Camp. Take Fialo. Tracy Cortez, slight favorite over Melissa Gatto. Uh, Tra- I'll take Tracy Cortez in that one. Uh, Andre Fiello, which is Cameron Van Camp, is on ESPN. I think it's the last of the ones on ESPN. Yeah. Um, Clayton Rodriguez versus CJ Vergara. Take uh, God, Clayton is a big favorite. I'll take CJ Vergara. Give me the underdog. Arion Carnalosi versus Lupi Godinez. I will take Lupi. She is the minus 170 favorite. And Jerdy Newsom versus Fernie Garcia. Uh, give me Fernie Garcia in that one. Uh, do we have Bellator? No, we didn't have Bellator. It's, it's coming up, though. We have... Because they are in Paris. Otherwise known as Paris. Because they last fought two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. This one's a big one. They're going all the way to Paris. So that we get Ryan Bader versus Czech Congo 2. For the heavyweight world title. Czech Congo. Ryan Bader, a lot of people know. Czech Congo, big time legend as well. 
Um, Bader is the heavy favorite. You got to, even though Congo is in his home country of France, I don't think that's going to amount to much here. I will say Ryan Bader is going to win this. It might be decision. Uh, if not, I'm going to say early fourth round for Bader. Yoel Romero is taking on Alec, Alex Polizzi. Trying to pronounce the second word without seeing the first word. Alex Polizzi. Looks like Romero is a uh, pretty big favorite as far as this goes here. Uh, Yoel Romero. Yeah, I'll take Romero. I'll take Romero on that one. Davy Gallon is taking on Benjamin Brander. Looks like Davy Gallon is a uh, big favorite. I actually think ben- Benjamin Brander is going to win that one. I will take uh, I will take Brander. Lorenz Larkin is taking on Kyle Stewart. Lorenz Larkin is a heavy favorite. I'll take Lorenz Larkin. Michael Shipman is a uh, about a two to one favorite over Gregory Babine or Babine. Um. I'm going to take uh, Gregory. I'm going to go with Babine. He is slightly slightly taller. I think his reach will be a little better. What we got on the undercard? Because this will start at 4 p.m. on Friday. Actually, that's the main card. The prelims will start at 1 because, once again, this is in France. It, it uh, wouldn't be fair to have this at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning there when they are being gracious hosts. Uh, prelims, Lewis Long. Is a uh, big favorite over uh, Tybalt Gowdy. I think you should probably, uh, uh, you know what, give me Tybalt. Give me Tybalt Gowdy. What a good name. Jordan Barton is a underdog to Fa- uh, Fabicari. Diada. I'm going to take Diada, who is 8-0 at the moment, to win that one. We're going to get Soren Bach versus Charlie Leary. Looks like Soren is a big favorite. Um, yeah, I'll take Soren. We're going to get Lucy Berto versus Katarina or Katarzyna. Sedura. Looks like Sedura is the favorite. Yeah, I'll take Sedura. Eves Landu is going to take on Gavin Hughes. Gavin Hughes is a big favorite. I will take Eves Landu. Pedro Carvalho is a two-to-one favorite over Peter Nedzileski or Nedzilski. Peter, I'm saying your name right. I'm going to take Peter just for that reason because I'm having trouble pronouncing his name. Why not? I think he's is he, oh, he's shorter, but uh, he weighs ten pounds more. So we'll see. Yusef. Uh, Albos, I believe so you say that, versus uh, Matthew Duclos. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Duclos in that one. And in the opening fight, Victor Vacher is taking on Burama Kamara. I will take Victor Vacher. I'm telling you, big-time fights. Big-time fights all over the board. Uh, and that's just fighting. So now let's get to pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Let's start as we always like to do with WWE and Monday Night Raw. They open up with the Orton tribute. He has been. He has had about a between 
20 or 25 year run in the WWE. He's been, he's, he's done everything. There's, there's not much. I don't think he hasn't done. He's in that mentor role. Now I still wouldn't mind seeing the title run, but it's cool that, that they finally recognize or, or not that they finally, they do it all the time. It's fine. It's nice that they took the time out to, uh, honor Orton and they brought out Cody Rhodes in order to do that. Uh, I mean, Cody grew up as a kid in that locker room with Randy Orton around, so uh, kind of good to put them together. The Bianca Belair, Sonya Deville feud. You guys know I'm not the world's biggest Bianca fan, but it doesn't matter. She's good. She's pretty good. I like the storyline with DeVille. It's there because they're doing the kind of the, the McMahon Austin to a point, but this they're doing it with the women. And I want to see some more entertaining and interesting things. It's fun that Sonya DeVille does, you know, for every two things she does, Adam Pierce kind of comes over the top and ruins one of them, which is, is like a old, like a, a, a triple storyline going there. Uh, looks like she's using Carmella and Zelina Vega, who I thought had split up as a team, but those are kind of the minions. Uh, let's, let's just see where it goes. Uh, I, I think if it starts to go sour, get out of the feud as soon as possible, and my guess is Rhea Ripley should probably be the next contender and probably win the title. Speaking of which, I think Rhea Ripley could also join Edge and Priest. As part of that faction, I, I've heard some other rumored names, but she she fits. And that would give her a little bit of a uh, a darkness to her, and not just the uh, the color of her lipstick, you know. She, she could use a different slight twist to what she does, the same way Priest is enjoying uh, what he's doing with Edge there. Uh, it is uh, fascinating to me to watch Veer Mahan. He ran over a guy named Sam Smothers. I wonder if he's related to Tracy Smothers. It doesn't matter. But uh, Veer Mahan, big, tough, physical, brutal guy. Fun fact. Here's a fun fact. The Disney movie, I don't know if I've said this before, the Disney movie Million Dollar Arm is about him. It's about him. He ends up hurting his arm, which is not part of the not part of the Disney movie, but he ends up hurting his elbow pretty good to where baseball is probably not really much of an option anymore. So he went with uh, another childhood love of his professional wrestling and he bulked up, became a uh, pretty good worker from the way I see it. And uh, now we get Veer Mahan. Uh, I think he can do some good stuff. You got to see the arm, the arm wrestling angle with uh, Omas and Lashley. It's finally, you know, it's it's something we see half a dozen times, but it was done correctly here. You use that as as a, a way to to really show that Omos has an upper hand, even though if it come down to wrestling or fighting, lastly, this it wouldn't be close. But they're doing a good job with it. You use the arm wrestling angle. You know, at one time WWE used to hold yearly tournaments for arm wrestling championships. 
they actually had boxing at one point where they actually got to box in a ring, and a couple of them got knocked pretty loopy, so they stopped doing that. Uh, looks like Ashka is ready to return, and she came straight after Becky Lynch. Yes, please, two of the best wrestlers in the WWE. They need to uh, have a match. Doesn't have to be a big, long feud. Doesn't have to be six months. No, just let the two of them wrestle. That should be great. Um, Mustafa Ali apparently is still with the company, and apparently he's quite happy now. Miz and Austin Theory made fun of him quite a bit, as they should, to go, oh, you you still work here? Oh, okay. Are you sure? Because for the longest time on Twitter, he was trying to get himself cut, released, fired, and now he just mysteriously shows back up and gets right in the middle of a title picture. Imagine that. Uh, looks like Rhea and Liv Morgan have uh, split. We knew that was going to happen. About every teammate of Rhea ends up splitting. They should, you know, I don't even know why they should have a, a blow-off match between them. So split them, let them go their ways, and like I said, Rhea should be in the title pick. Uh, and the main event was uh, nothing to really write home about. Let's go to SmackDown. Where we get Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre in a cage. Uh, this is a, a main event, and they lead off with their main event, which was, what was their actual main event? Yeah, this was, this was quite better than their two-part main event. Sami Zayn is by far one of the most underrated workers in the WWE. And uh, Drew keeps racking up victories. He should eventually uh, challenge Roman again if it's going to go this direction. Because there's just not much else for him to do except for run over people. So he does. Um, Moss and Corbin, of course, are going to split up soon. You guys know that. Looks like Moss is actually getting the bump up. I wonder how Corbin actually feels about that. But uh, we'll, we'll see. They'll, they'll eventually have some matches. We know that. Um, kind of the debuting Raquel Rodriguez. She's going to somebody named Cat Cardona or Cardoza, I think. Cardoza. Uh, Raquel, obviously, is, is uh, a big, powerful woman. She's a pretty good wrestler. We'll, we'll see how she takes on to SmackDown, which is an interesting landscape right now. Um, not much going on on SmackDown. You get Rich Holland versus Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods ends up with a uh, roll-up win with that one. Uh, they they can't find Butch at the moment, which is kind of funny after he walked off. It's uh, it's one of those where's Butch people have done social media posts. Pretty funny. But uh, Xavier Woods with another victory over Sheamus and crew. Kofi then took on Sheamus. Sheamus gets the win there to kind of save face of the group. And then we got to the kind of two-part main event. It was a beat-the-clock challenge. Basically, you had to make your opponent say, I quit, as fast as possible. 
This is the lead up. I don't know what it's for. They never really said the stipulation. Like if you do it first, what it actually means. But uh, Ronda Rousey made Shotzi Blackheart or Shotzi. I don't think they call her Blackheart anymore. Shotzi say I quit a minute 41 in. That didn't make Shotzi look great. And then Charlotte uh, could not finish Aaliyah off in less than a minute 41. So, technically, Aaliyah wins the match, and uh, Rousey gets the bragging rights. I said, I, I don't know why it's already come to, it should be a submission match, armbar versus the uh, figure eight, but uh, instead we're getting an I quit match. So, if Rousey does win this, if I were Charlotte, I would uh, take some time off. Because it's we it's like losing a coffin match and then you show up the next week. It uh, doesn't really help the outcome of that match. But uh, that uh, that is what it is. Let's see what do we got next? Where? It is in ecstasy. NXT, NXT. Let's see. Where is it? Oh, we had it. Did we not? Uh, maybe we did. Well, okay, then. I guess we'll move right on to AEW. Um, AMW, they open up with CM Punk, who does some commentary work. And then we get a match that has never happened before, according to everyone. And that is... FTR's Dax Harwood versus FTR's Cash Wheeler. Yep. And they're fighting for a chance to be in the tournament. The Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Dax ends up with the win. Uh, but how cool was it to see these two guys who are just top of the tag game right now. One of the best tag teams in the world by far. They are very old school. They're very... They remind me of Arn Anderson and any team he was a part of, just methodically picking you apart. They've got some new age stuff that uh, keep them on top of things. But uh, this was just, it was just straight up wrestling. No, you know, crazy lighting effects, no goofy storylines. This was two guys who basically are, are, you know, chosen brothers. They chose to, to be a team and, and be with each other uh, wrestling-wise. And uh, just, you know, handshake at the beginning. There was a handshake in the middle. And, and at the end, uh, they were sitting on the ring apron uh, hugging each other because 
It's what wrestling's about, being able to just go out there and perform. And by far, it was one of the best matches probably of the week, let alone just of the show. Um, let's see. Danielson, Moxley, and Yuta, with Yuta getting the win, of course, over QT, Camarado, who give a pin of the submission or whatever it was, and uh, Solo, Aaron Solo. AEW should just quit beating around the bush and just get into this trio stuff already and go ahead and do trios titles, do a big tournament. Well, I mean, I know you're in the middle of the Owen tournament, but uh, just, just do the trios already. And plus, we know Danielson, Moxley, and Yuta. They're pushing Yuta way too hard for them to lose right now. Another thing they're pushing big time is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hader, Tony Storm. The problem is, is it's making the rest of the tournament people look like they don't matter. But these three are on a different level. I think if you add Ruby Soho, you're getting a match. Uh, probably happening right now, as AEW's on right now. But you, you get, it's a two-on-two there, where it's uh, Hater and Baker versus Storm and uh, Ruby Soho. Should be good. Throw her in the mix, and that's uh, four of the better women wrestlers currently going. Wardlow... It kind of went back and forth with Lance Archer for a minute, but I can't believe that basically Archer jobbed out to Wardlow. I could understand a hard-fought battle that he ends up losing, but uh, Lance Archer got powerbombed multiple times in a row by Wardlow. That's, uh, if I'm Archer, man, I go back to New Japan or something because uh, that's, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. The Jericho Appreciation Society, their ongoing battle with uh, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana. They just continually attack each other back and forth. This is going to eventually lead to some sort of war games or something. It just We can just see it coming. Oh, at the cost of Fuego del Sol, because he got taken out early, uh, the House of Black were surprised to learn that Penta Escuro, Pac, and the newly returning Ray Phoenix are back to take them on. Once again, we get a three-on-three battle there. The six of them, it is going to be unreal how good that action is going to be because you seriously have six guys who are innovative, who are big, powerful. It's uh, just going to be, it's just, man, it's, it's going to be a war and it's going to be a fantastic one. Um, now, of course, we get, let's see, what we get after, let's see. Uh, we got Adam Cole, O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly. We get Bobby Fish. We get the Young Bucks. We all took on uh, Brock Anderson, Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, and the Varsity Blondes. 
of course, Cole gets the victory in that. Uh, this, that was a mismatch of random people on the other side. It's just to make the ultimate elite or whatever Cole and crew are calling the five of them now. Once again, you're going to get Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish. There's, there's that trio. And when Kenny Omega comes back, him and the Young Bucks are the other, and you're just going to get ridiculous three-on-three action. But this is to showcase them, is to build them all up. Uh, I believe I believe Fish has a chance to qualify for the tournament tonight. Forgot who he's facing. Uh, Bobby Fish is oh Chef Hardy, I think. So that should be pretty good. Uh, and then we got Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky in a ladder match for the TNT title. This thing included all kinds of random stuff, including a ladder with barbed wire on it. It had a lot of different bumps on it that it didn't need. Uh, in the end, though, people are turning on Guevara and Ty Conti, and they actually cheered quite loud when Scorpio Sky won the match and got his title back. That is, uh, it's crazy that a Dan Lambert-led superstar is, and people are starting to like Lambert, uh, which is crazy because, uh, you know, we're going to get Ty Conti versus Paige Van Zandt pretty soon. I think Paige wanted to come in as a heel. I'm starting to think that's not going to happen now. Um... AEW Dynamite. Let's talk AEW Dynamite, right? Uh, we had Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen, where the winner of such... Uh, these guys come out of the same uh, Seattle area, I believe, or Portland area. It's the, the Pacific Northwest. They uh, know each other. They are on friendly terms with each other. And... Uh, if not for Ricky Starks, I'm not sure who would have won this. But Ricky Starks made sure the Swerve did not win. And uh, he helped Darby Allen out with the distraction. So Darby actually gets the win. Uh, those two will, will go at it again. But this was fantastic. This was... Uh, Darby is one of those that you... You aren't sure when a certain matchup happens if it's going to be a great match. And then he, he's almost like a Rey Mysterio in that you just look and you're like, there's no way that he should be able to match up with somebody like this and it work. And then it does. It's, uh, it's, it's just incredible. But Darby wins. He is in the Owen tournament now. We'll see what the brackets look like uh, here soon. Uh, as far as the women's trios, they, they got that going. The baddies, otherwise known as Jade Cargill. Uh, Red Velvet and Kara Hogan beat, what was it, Trisha Dora, Sky Blue, and Willow Nightingale. And Trisha's all right. Willow's a pretty up-and-coming, pretty good up-and-coming uh, female talent. And uh, Sky Blue is going to take off because she has the look, she has the ability. People are going to like her. Hopefully she doesn't get swallowed up on uh, on the roster. Keith Lee took on Colton Gunn. I agree. It's it's. I mean, they're they're building up Keith Lee again as he's running over random people. But why is it at the expense of the Gun Club when they were undefeated as a team up until a couple weeks ago when they got ran over? Um,
And uh, I don't know. I kind of like the Gun Club. I, I don't. I think they got a raw deal there because they went from being undefeated and having a really good record to now they're jobbing out to people. Uh, I think they're still in the right place. I don't think they need to go anywhere else. I don't think they'll get as much play as they do here. But uh, Gun Club, I'm in your corner on this. I I don't get it. Then we get what we think is going to be finally Danhausen and Hook in an altercation, and instead Tony Nice jumps in and starts attacking them both, to which uh, Hook fends him off and kind of scares Tony Nice. If that's the next person that Hook's going against, then that will be the first real battle he's had outside of QT Marshall. And uh, it looks like Dan Housen and Hook may uh, may pair up more than they, they go against each other. And then we get, for the Ring of Honor television title, Trent Beretta versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, of course, being the winner, uh, the champ. And uh, he does win this. Samoa Joe versus Trent Beretta, man. This was very physical, very Ring of Honor, New Japan-like. It was fantastic. I know he's a word a lot, but this this match was one of my favorites from AEW this week, for sure. I'll talk about another one uh, before. But then we get uh, the big tall guy, Singh. Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal come out. Jay Lethal goes after Samoa Joe. They all kind of fight each other off. Looks like Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal is something that needs to happen sooner rather than later. Um, that moves along to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, we end up getting... Rhino and Heath versus the Briscoes. Yep, there's the Briscoes. They are in Impact Wrestling. Fantastic. They beat Heath and Rhino. They're going to get a shot at Violet by Design's tag titles. I don't have a problem if them boys win. Um, Other big things. The Motor City Machine Guns teamed up with Mike Bailey. They were pushing heavily, and then Mike Bennett got a straight win over Mike Bailey. Uh, He also had Taven and Eddie with him there. Honor, no more. Got a big win, and then they were met by the Bullet Club, and those two teams beat the crap out of each other for about five solid minutes. Ty of Valkyrie come out to say something about being champ. Yana Prazo attacked her. And then Decay showed up as well. It looks like Ty is going to defend the title against Havoc here soon. But uh, we ended up having Decay team up. That's Rosemary and Havoc. Who took on Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. Decay actually gets the win in this one. But, I mean, they're, they're the established team. Of course, this Saturday is Under Siege, where they got a pretty good card. We'll uh, we'll talk about it next week, but it led us to the main event. Now, Scott DeMore said whoever wins the main event is going to get a hand-picked opponent at Under Siege, where he will have to defend the belt uh, against him. So Moose got his return bout against Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander ends up winning. These two had a good match. 
Um, I'm not the world's biggest Josh Alexander fan. I'm not a big Moose fan. I appreciate what they both do, and, and I have enjoyed Moose's title run. But uh, it seems like being Scott Demore's friend seems to help you out a lot. Josh Alexander wins. Then he goes face-to-face with his opponent for this Saturday, which is Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, I think I'd rather face Moose again. Ishii is, is that's going to be tough physical, that's going to be brutal. Just fantastic, though. Fantastic. That leads us to New Japan, which will finish up our coverage of the week. Before we get into the cup final, there was a five-on-five uh, five match where it was uh, Tanahashi, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, those two were a team, those are Gorillas of Destiny, who have split away from the Bullet Club. You get uh, Rice K. Taguchi and Master Wado, Master Wado, who took on the Bullet Club of Bad Luck Fale, a big favorite of uh, my little nephew Archer, Chase Owens, Gato, El Fantasmo, and uh, Taji Ishimori. This thing ends up being a DQ. I, I honestly don't know who won, but um, I do know there was a lot of good action. It was really just showcasing the ten of them, and you get uh, the Gorillas of Destiny versus uh, Bullet Club. Since they've split from them, it's, it's now just a, kind of an ongoing thing. I would like to see the Gorillas of Destiny show up more than a couple times in Impact Wrestling. I think them versus the Briscoes, we've seen it a couple times in Japan. I want to see it in America. But, uh, you know, overall, anytime you can see Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and uh, Tanahashi, it's a great thing. Now, the Cup Final, the New Japan Cup Final. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tetsuya Naito. Once again, Naito, big favorite of the guy talking here, myself. And... My nephew, Archer. We've watched a lot of New Japan together. He's a big Fale fan. He's a big Naito fan. Uh, this was incredible. You know, I said last week that Naito is the heavy favorite, but if Zack Sabre Jr. won, uh, it could flip some things upside down. Well, Zack Sabre Jr. wins this tournament. He wins the match over Naito. Uh, Before Naito can get out of there, he grabs a microphone. He said, no, Naito, don't hang your head, bud. And anything, anytime you want to go, you got it. Which, it's not just showing ultimate respect, which is what they do in Japan uh, more than any place. But Sabre knows, Sabre Jr. knows that Naito will take you to to your wit's end. And it'll take everything you got to stay with it. And uh, it, it did. This thing went back and forth. Naito with his with his strikes and uh, going for the uh, Destino and and uh, all the other crazy things he does. And Zack Sabre Jr. finding a hold in a way to just wear Naito down to where finally he got it. And he wins the cup. We will see what that does going forward. I think that gets him a shot against Okada, the champ, which... Okada versus Sabre Jr., uh, that should be fantastic. Sabre Jr. is very much a, a uh, he likes to slap a hold on you, big big submission, big wear you down limb from limb, 
really do a lot of damage to your arms and legs and, and neck. So, you know, him going after him going after the champ should be fun. But that's gonna do it for us this week. So much action. Can't wait to talk about all the great stuff next week with you guys. Like I said, we will talk about Impact Wrestling's Under Siege. We will talk uh, USC's big pay-per-view. Bellator from Paris. PFL also on Friday. So much to talk about. And thanks to you guys for allowing me to come on here each and every week and talk about the world of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next time on Strong Style. Deuces, goose.